This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about the royal coronation. So grab your crown. And let's get civical. Everybody. Hello, everyone. Or should I say hello, everybody? <laughs> hello, so bad. Everybody. I'm so sorry. I'm so <sighs> embarrassed. <laughs> Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I am Lizzie Stewart. And I am Arden Walatowski. I just, anytime I start one particular accent, it morphs into a different accent. Yeah. It's hard. You know, it's you hard. You do take us like around the world in 80 days. <laughs> Whenever you start with an accent. And I, and I always, always inevitably fall into JFK. Like that's, those are our two. <laughs> but you do him so well. You I do, do him Boston so well. So I do well. a mean JFK. <laughs> if I ever had to audition for SNL, JFK all that's the it. way. That's all it. the way. He's so relevant right now. He's so relevant right now, um, but he's not relevant for this episode topic no. because today we're we're doing something that we really rarely, rarely do. Very rarely do. So rare, but we're talking about a event, a thing that happens not in this country, has nothing really uh-huh. to do with the United States other than like at one point, many eons ago, we were a part of... Britannia, but we're talking about the royal coronation. Why? Because uh, old Charles is about to get the old crown on the head this weekend. He is. I, Lizzie suggested we do this episode, and I was like, "Isn't he already? Didn't that already happen? I swear I, I saw that on the t- on the TV." And she was like, "No, no, 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 no." no. I mean, the funeral, there was a big state funeral for like two weeks, it felt like. So that felt very pomp and circumstance-esque. But no, I think we're about about to have our socks knocked off over here in the States. Because we've never seen a coronation. A coronation hasn't happened since, I'm sure you're probably going to list the year, but it's like 1950-something. Maybe earlier. 53. 53. Oh my God, I'm so good. You're so good. Yep. And... A lot's changed a lot since has changed. 1953. So I think it's yes. going to be pretty, pretty big. So I thought, yeah. let's talk about it. Because that's the only thing anybody's going to be talking about. I know. Well, like, I mean, we just should be honest. We're like playing into the hoopla of it by yeah. doing this episode. And I am yeah. so on board with that. So on board with that. Because there's also like, I looked up some of the history of the world royal yeah. coronation. And like, I, I was pleasantly surprised of course i mean why would i be surprised but i was pleasantly surprised 
about all the like fun hist- historical stuff about oh, coronation. Yeah. And yeah. by the end of researching this episode, I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to watch this shit. Oh, yeah. So me if too. you, like me, were on the fence or were on the side of the fence that did not include the coronation in your life, mm-hmm. my guess is that by the end of this episode, you're going to be like, all right, I'm not going to tell people I'm watching the coronation, but I'm going to watch the fucking coronation. Yeah. Yeah. I have always been, like, I don't want anybody to think that I am a monarchist in the sense of, like, I support the institution of monarchy. Like, I don't have, I don't know enough about it in order to have a strong enough opinion, but I do love, (laughs) I do love pomp and circumstance so much. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm, like, so engaged with these things. Which, honestly, the the pomp and circumstance is probably a huge argument against monarchy because it's, like, such a excess in a time when, like, it really, it's, like, it's, like, flexing when you're, like, my guy, you're at the gym. Relax. Like, you don't need to prove (laughs) anything. Okay? Cool. You have muscles. Like, so Mm -hmm. I get that. But I... I just, I love, I love extreme. I love gaudy. I love, I love just putting, like, like doing the most and almost doing, you could say, too much. And that's why these types of things I get into. I get into. I'm like, I want to see, I want to see it obnoxious, like gold, Mm -hmm. uh, like silks everywhere. You know what I mean? I want jewels on jewels on jewels. Well, I think you're going to get it. I want ridiculous things to go on that have been done for 5,000 years that are so silly. Because that's what it is, right? It's so silly. It's so silly. It's so silly. And I love it. I I love how seriously the royals take it, but how silly it is. It's just, it's like well-funded silly. (laughs) Right. And you would think that because all of the, like, there are so many silly old traditions, you would think that like this, all of these traditions go long back, way into the Hamanishas before, you know, while England was still being formed from Pangea, you know, like that it would go all the way back. Mm -hmm. But like, some of them don't. They're they're like not... Like, they're not that old, but, like, now that's the thing that happens, and I don't know. It was just, I kind of really loved researching this episode, because I was like, aw, okay, my my heart softened a little bit for the the monarchs. Sure, sure, I mean, look. Or at least the coronation. Who doesn't love a ceremony? Uh, Yeah, for me, it's like, I don't care about the individuals themselves. In fact, I think they're a bit of a mess, to be honest. I'm like, Bessie, guys, Bessie. Like, you have all of this, right? You have the ability to be this, this crazy, silly, obnoxious, and you're blowing it. You're blowing it with family drama bullshit because you can't get it together. You don't deserve to have this much well-funded silly. Give it to me. I know. I'll keep everybody in line. <laughs> My favorite was there was some article that I I like glanced over that was like, Prince Harry is going to attend the coronation, but yeah. Meghan is staying at home with whatever the kids. Children. some yeah. Or somebody in Lilibet. And mm-hmm. Archie. Archie and Lilibet. Archie, yeah. And I was like... Oh my god! The fact that like this is that the, it's one of those sentences that I makes me stop and think. Where I'm like, this is something that people care about. They care yeah. if Harry is going is going to the coronation, and uh, who cares? Like it's these you don't well, know these people. They're yeah. not. I mean, a lot of people care, but you don't know these people. This is not your family drama. It's so weird to me that people care about that. Right. Well, I think I mean it's you know it's context, right? I think it's like. I feel like it's like how people in the UK view any type of like political turmoil that we go through. You know, I think of like, oh, yeah, that's very true. You know, oh, who cares if Donald Trump is, you know, like who cares if if Joe Biden won? Like, who cares? You know, y'all are y'all are a mess. Like, I feel like they think we're a mess and we think they're a mess. Everybody's a mess. That's true. I will say this. The monarchs don't have any ruling power. 
They're just no, for but show. they spend money. They spend taxpayer money, though. They do, but like they don't have any ruling power. They just like totally. gavel in and out things and make declarations. But but I think that in general, people do care more about like who gets elected in what country because it tends matters. to matter more. Yeah. Like you know, like we're selfish here in the United States, so we generally don't care about who gets elected in France and England and all of that. But I think be. I think other countries do because they have to work with each other a little right. bit more as opposed to like caring about, about who attends the coronation. I'm just like, that's a lot of brain space I could be it's using for more productive things. It's a lot, but there's a lot of emotions about who's coming and who's not. It's drama. It's drama. That's what I'm saying though. It's, it's drama. like, it's such crazy family drama but i'm like y'all you got you got a great setup here mm-hmm. and and we're blowing it on trivial we should hash this out at dinner and yes. nobody's leaving the table until we do yes. bullshit you know yes yes but anywho we're not but we're not talking about the drama we're not gossiping about the bullshit in any way we're talking about the, the coronation. coronation and like the actual like ceremony, the history of the ceremony, what's yes. going to happen, what to expect, all of yes. the weird, silly things that are pompous and circumstancy. So if you're here to hear the gossip or any of our hot takes on Harry and Meghan or William and Kate or Charles and Camilla or Fergie, um, you're not going to get it. So <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. Okay. Now, if you stayed then you're one of us and you want to learn more. So before we jump in, let's talk about today's sources. I'm already excited by these, especially the first one. So Arden, you want yep. to tell them yep. what we are, what we're doing? Sure, of course. Happy to, happy to. So we've got some information coming from the one and only Westminster Abbey. Mm-hmm. I went there this summer or this summer of 2022. Nice. Very impressive. It's a very impressive building. I, too, have been. Also, an article from Cosmopolitan by Mahira Bonner. Love, Cosmo. Love. And an article from Town and Country by Emily Barak. Hell yeah. All right. Let's jump in. So we're going to start off first by talking about what are coronations and why do people have them? Why are we having a coronation? What's the whole deal? So this is coming from Westminster Abbey herself. A coronation is a Christian ceremony during which the new monarch is crowned as part of a Eucharist or Holy Communion service at which Christians commemorate Jesus and his disciples at the Last Supper. So before we can do anything with the jewels, anything with the scepter we gotta get holy communion rocking and rolling mm-hmm. because this is a whole this is like religious mm-hmm. the word coronation comes from the latin corona meaning a crown but monarchs are described as being crowned rather than coronated a little bit of brain teaser some words like smithy right there yeah why do we have to make it so complicated but being crowned sounds better than being coronated being coronated totally. sounds like maybe you've had some kind of weird medical procedure yeah you know also like coronated, coronated corner there's a lot of like oh that's not good that's not, not good. good not good not no, what you want we don't like that however the ceremony itself is about much more than that moment of being crowned The crowning itself is near the end of the ceremony, which includes the monarch making promises to God and the people they serve, a sacred blessing known as anointing, and receiving of the royal regalia. Let me tell you, this royal regalia, I've seen it with my own two eyeballs. It's a great regalia. And I know we stole probably like all of the diamonds from other countries. Mm-hmm. But dang, when you see the royal regalia all together, you're like, oh, shit. God's probably watching this. I know I would be. That I much diamonds be. in one place? Holy moly. 
During a coronation, the words and actions are a visible representation of the invisible duty and responsibility of the monarch. Basically, the monarch, to me, it's like, it's tying that like, that like, um, centuries old tie from the monarch to God. Because like back in the day, day, it was like, Mm -hmm. I am God. I am appointed by God. So nobody can unseat me because then that would be like unseating God. And so we've kind of toned it down. So where it's like subtle undertones of that. Well, it's very much like the, when the Catholics make a a cardinal or whatever the one below Pope is, like when Mm -hmm. they make the next Pope a Pope, I mean, it's very pomp and circumstance. They -hmm. send out smoke colors to tell you whether or not there's a Pope. They really do send out smoke colors. It's really about smoke colors. It's all about pomp and circumstance, but also, yes, tying the bow around the knot, connecting the fallible human to the Christ above so that they are one and representative in a religious way. Totally. Totally. Coronations have always been seen as a special and important moment in the early part of a monarch's reign constitutionally there is never a moment when we do not have a monarch because when a queen or king dies their heir instantly becomes a new monarch and this is what you and i were talking about where it's like yeah when the queen died it was already we were at king charles Uh, so it's just like boom one one breath goes out new breath in we go from queen to king done like this is just like the the cherry on top to me it's like it's like legit, like not legitimizing, but like publicizing the whole thing. Like this is my big, we're engaged and now we're married, you know? Right, or like, right. Not, But even better than, like better than that, it's the, mm. we've got the marriage certificate. Oh, better, better, better. So better. And now we're at the altar. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, so better. So better. Yeah. I, I'm only great. at the engaged part. We haven't gotten a marriage certificate yet. So I do forget that that's a part of the process. I um, mean, I people don't talk about that. Because yeah. it's not fun or sexy. You literally have to go to a government building and be like, we've been to the doctor and we've looked at each other and we've we're clean. agreed that we're clean. We're good. <laughs> yeah. So weird. Yes. Yes. So the moment when a previous monarch dies and a new monarch automatically becomes the monarch, that is called ascension, meaning to come to. So it describes that exact moment that a successor comes to the throne. Like truly at that moment, the moment the queen was pronounced dead, Charles had every authority of a reigning monarch. Like there was no, I mean, technically I think they had to like declare, like there's some like um, circumstantial declarations that have to be made, but like Baseline, monarch, until... Monarch. Proven guilty. <laughs> yep. Basically. They're really, they're really intense about not having any air between monarchs. I mean, I understand because somebody could come in and take over. And I, that probably happened. And that's Well, that why. was like what happened back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, no, no, just there's mm-hmm. no, there's no wishy-washy. It was, it was Queen Elizabeth, now it's King Charles. Bada bing, bada boom, it's done. Bada bing, bada boom. So within days of the ascension of the new monarch, the Ascension Council usually gathers at St. James Place, London, to legally palace, confirm. Babe. Palace, you can't say place. Palace. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Pardon. Uh, oh my god, I literally looked at that and was like, "Place." That shows how American you are. At the, we all we all gather at St. James Place <laughs> at, in London, England, and we I am keeping this in. I do declare. <laughs> they gather at St. James's Palace in London. Yes, palace, keep going. Palace. So they gather at St. James Palace in London to legally confirm that the change in monarch has taken place. Elizabeth is dead. Yes, Elizabeth is dead. Mm-hmm. King Charles is now the king. Yes, Charles is now the king. Whoopa! Hoppa! Confirmed. A series of public ascension proclamations follow in locations across the country. So we're ringing the bell. New Putting king, up the placards. new king, new placards, new king. 
Mm-hmm. We're ringing bells. For many centuries, this would have been the way the word spread about a new monarch. Sure. Which to me is kind of hilarious because could you imagine just like going to the town square to get your milk and you're like, oh, I didn't, oh. I had no idea. Joe, did you know that Queen Elizabeth King died? I, King died. I had no idea. But I have to feel like back in the day, it was people saw more than one monarch in their lifetime. Like I think that I think I think that's also what like we're dealing with now is like everybody who's grown up into adult consciousness with Queen Elizabeth as the yeah. monarch, which felt like till the end of time. Yes. Everybody's like, oh, right. Because think of before her, like her father wasn't king for very long because he was no. ill. So like yeah. people who lived in that lifetime probably saw two to three coronations, depending on if they were around for his father's coronation. Right. But like we we are like, oh, shit, this is the first one in what feels like 100 years. Right. That's crazy. That's crazy. But back in the day, they're driving like flies. They're dying on the battlefield. There's disease. Well, they didn't live past like 22. Like, yeah, they're yeah. dying of diphtheria or whatever other diseases that may actually yeah. exist. It's not, a, it's not good out there. It's not good out there. It was not good. So proclamations spreading across the across the country. In strictly constitutional terms, coronations do not have to take place. In fact, two monarchs, King Edward V and King Edward VIII, did not have a coronation, but were still kings. However, a coronation does have three key purposes. First and foremost, it has a religious significance with the monarch making promises to God as part of a Christian ceremony. Secondly, while the monarch has acquired the status and authority at their accession, it is at the coronation that the monarch makes promises to the people that they serve. I will do good by you, my royal subjects. I think there's vows or something. Yeah, there's vows. and Yeah. Finally, it is a moment for public celebration and affirmation in a way that would be inappropriate in the days and weeks following the ascension. Right, because somebody just died. So you wouldn't yeah. be like, yeah, let's party. party. Put a crown yeah. on this head. Let's go to St. James Place. She's great. Oh, God. So bad. It's the worst thing you ever said. <laughs> Worse than Oregon? Oh, that's up there. <laughs> oh, my God. In order for the royal family and the nation to grieve the loss of the monarch, there's always a significant gap between ascension and coronation. I, now, I yes, of course, I did not think of it that way, because I think also, to your point, we knew Queen Elizabeth was going to die. She was old. Yeah. Like we knew it was coming. So it felt like we had been grieving for some undefined period of time already. Mm-hmm. But of course, yes, you want to respect the dead, mm-hmm. the life of the monarch. So we totally, wait. totally needed breath. And just re- to refresh everybody's memory, Queen Elizabeth died in September of 2022. And now we're having the coronation in May 2023. She's been dead so- that long? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I guess it's also about timing of the year, weather. Yeah, I mean it's London for God's sakes. You're not going to do this in the winter, no, and the, no, and the no, summer no. is too hot. Yeah, no, this is good. They found that. Yeah. yeah, six months is great. Good month. We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. 
This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. All right, let's talk about the location herself. Westminster Abbey. Let's do some fun facts, stats. Let me tell you a little bit about her, the structure that both Arden and I have been to. Have been to. In relation to the coronation, not just the Abbey herself. In relation to the coronation, of course. Yes, of course. Westminster Abbey became the coronation church more by accident than intention. Before 1066, there was no established location for the coronation of a monarch, with known locations including Kingston-upon-Thames and Bath. St. Edward the Confessor, great name, who built the first stone abbey in Westminster, was crowned at Winchester Cathedral. The change from Winchester to Westminster happened with William I, also known as William the Conqueror, also a great name. Great name. He was crowned on Christmas Day in 1066. So we've been all over the place for God knows how long this country was in process before 1066 but from that point up until 1066 we were doing it in and any place any venue you pick the venue anywhere we could get our hands on go yep. crazy any place that we the us. conqueror was like uh, I, I, there's the stone church hear me out it's called westminster we're gonna do it there yeah and thus it began After William the Conqueror's victory at the Battle of Hastings, he wanted to be crowned at the center of government and near the principal palace at Westminster. More importantly, by choosing the burial place of his predecessor as the location for his coronation, he cemented the legitimacy of his rule. I love when they play these games. Yeah. love thinking outside the box, William the Conqueror. That's why you conquer. That's why you conquer. Since then, every other monarch who has had a coronation has followed that tradition, claiming their legitimacy through the succession of monarchs crowned there before them. Precise details of the earliest coronations at the Abbey are not known, but we do know that elements were added to the coronation over time. Eventually, the Liber Regalis, don't know if I said that right, but let's say it's right. Sounds good to me was produced in around 1390, which brought all of these elements together. Since then, the overall format has largely stayed the same. So they were kind of, they were for 300 years, right? They were kind of groovy, like doing something a little bit different over here, different this time. Then they, 1390, we start to standardize the proceedings of a coronation. They put it down on the paper. They put pen to parchment. They were like, all right, here's the deal. Here's, Here's the, deal. the deal. This is what we're going to do. This is the order of events for the day. Run of show. Yeah. Yeah. However, even guided by a medieval Latin manuscript, there has always been room for adaptations. You know what? You know what? That's when you need some adaptations because you're Make being it your guided own. by a medieval Latin manuscript. Take some take some liberations. Take yeah, some artistic pl- play liberties. Play with it. Play with play it. Play around. Nix what doesn't work for you. Yeah. So they do, they're doing this shit in Latin until following the religious <laughs> turmoil of the Reformation, it was the Protestant Queen Elizabeth I who requested that parts of the service should be said in English instead of Latin for the first time so that the people would be able to understand the promise she was making. She was like, look, if the whole, if the whole thing is that I'm making a promise to the people as their monarch, they should be able to hear that and not just take our Latin words for it. Exactly. Shouldn't they understand my promises? Totally. Kind of empty promises here if I'm speaking a language they don't understand. <laughs> so let's talk about Charles's coronation plans because nice. you know what? It's why we're here. Yeah. It's why we're it's here. It's why we're here. Truly. 
So the palace. Yes, correct. The palace. Thank you. The palace has confirmed that the service will begin at 11 a.m. local time, which is 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific time. Ahead of the service, Charles and Camilla will process from Buckingham Palace, traveling in the Diamond Jubilee Statecoach down the mall, through Admiralty Arch and Trafalgar Square, down Whitehall and along Parliament Street to Westminster Abbey. This coach, this Diamond Jubilee Statecoach, gorgeous. Stunning. Probably very uncomfortable to sit in, but wow. This all looks uncomfortable. Like, yeah. The crown is the crown looks heavy. The throne looks uncomfortable. The coach has to be small, not good for the buttocks. Yeah, like bumpy, <laughs> bumpy. Like it's got no shocks. I'm gonna guess. Yeah. Like not not good. After the coronation ceremony, the king and queen will return to Buckingham Palace in a bigger procession. This time in the gold state coach. Also gorgeous. Also gorgeous, and accompanied by other royals. They will reverse the route they took to the Abbey. Following, they will appear on the balcony. Sure. Two waves. Gotta do the waves. Say hi. Gotta do the waves. Say hi to your peoples. At the Abbey, the coronation procession will be led by the Cross of Wales, which will include fragments of a relic known as the True Cross. Dang. Pope Francis gifted the fragments to King Charles as a coronation gift. Wow. I bet it's like, I bet it's like nobody can see this, but I bet it's like this big. The fragment. Yeah, it's like, she, Liz, it's like a chip she's of holding wood. up like an inch worth of space between her thumb and pointer finger. Yes, yeah. I, like, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bestow upon you this upon old you piece of wood. Relic. Yeah, because they said the word fragment. This isn't the full thing. It's small. It's small. <laughs> My question is, what is the true cross? Is this the cross that Jesus, air quote, died on? Or, like, what is the true cross? I don't know. That's a great question. Let's see. What is the true cross? Yes. Yes. The true cross is the term used for the cross upon which Jesus was said to have been crucified. Little morbid for me. Don't ever underestimate my Catholic upbringing, my Catholic education. It is very strong. I just feel like, I mean, I get it. I get it, right? If it's, if it's truly a fragment from the, you know, plank of wood that Jesus was nailed to when he was crucified, like, yeah, that's a very important fragment for sure. And like, for sure. totally hang on to that for sure. But like, uh-huh. what a very depressing thought to have kind of leading, <laughs> <laughs> leading this whole thing. I have a fragment of where Jesus was nailed. Uh-huh. And uh, tortured and ultimately murdered. Crown me. Would you like it to write in your? <laughs> <laughs> it's like not the tone I would be setting for my coronation. No, no. I'd like, be like, too hard. Like the Shroud of Turin. Something that symbolizes sure. rebirth, rejuvenation. Although, I mean, I would say the Shroud covered his dead body. No? Wasn't that the whole thing of the Shroud? <laughs> yeah, but then he woke up. Yeah, but he still, he was dead. If if the rumors are to be true. <laughs> <laughs> but the Shroud of Turin, I think, they, I mean, they've also determined that, like, it wasn't as old as that. And, totally, like, I think totally. it had, like, it was part, it was, like, women, like, a female's blood or whatever. Anyway, so it's bogus. But I just, when the Shroud of Turin was going around the States, and I went to go yeah. see it because it came to Tootaloo in Toledo. <laughs> I mean, not of my own accord. I was forced by my mother. But, um... I remember it, like, it was, like, a very awe-inspiring thing. Like, people were, like, oh, bless you. People were, like, oh, oh, like, it was, like, hopeful and, like, it was happy. It was, like, a happy, yeah, I think exciting thing. If I'm going to do, like, one end of the life cycle, truly, yeah, I want to do the tail end. I want to do the end where he's waking up and it's, like, oh, wait, this is the son of God. Ha, ha, ha. Oh. Like, thus, thus it is born. But, like, I, I would go with, like... Give me a, give me a, a lick a straw from the manger. Oh, sure. Like that's, that's yeah, to me. That's... Give me one of the gifts that the wise men brought, you know? Yeah, give me some Give me one of their crosses. What the fuck is myrrh? Yeah, yeah. Give yeah. me Mary Magdalene's, like, sandal. Like, anything. Ooh, actually. Mm-hmm. Actually. But, like, the thing that he 
died brutally on. I get it. I mean, it's a huge, huge religious deal. Right. So I understand why it's being used. I'm just saying, like, woof. Woof. Right. I wonder if he has to give it back. That seems like an odd thing for the Catholic Church to be like, here you go. Yeah, but, like, this is uh, the monarchy of Great Britain. Like, it is, because, again, it's just a fragment. So if they're giving away a fragment, they must have. They must have more fragments. More fragments, yeah. And I guarantee you it's going to be, like, this big. It's tiny. And I guess what is he going to do? Like, he's not going to sell it. He can't. Like, it's just going to. It'll no. go into, like, a vault. Like, it's just as safe with that. Yeah, or it'll be put on display at Westminster Abbey. You know, it'll be, like. Right. 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 Taken care of. You know, it's like when you right. get it. When you're. I feel like he's indefinitely loaning out uh, a, a fragment sure. of the True Cross. Right. Well. Anyhow. Excited to see that little fragment. Yeah. Hope we get a close up. Yeah, me too. The coronation service is conducted by the Archbishop of Canterbury, and there are six key elements that will definitely, definitely take place because there are some things in the various articles that I read where they're like, well, we'll know, we don't know if he'll do this and we don't know yeah. if they'll do that. This he's already said he's not doing. So these six things are definitely going to take place. So this is at the coronation. So we've gone in the Diamond Jubilee coach to... Mm-hmm. Where did we go? Buckingham Palace? No. From Buckingham Palace to Westminster Abbey. In to the Westminster Jubilee. Abbey. Mm-hmm. In the Diamond Jubilee. So now we're at the coronation. Here are the six things. So the first, the recognition. At the start of the service, King Charles will stand beside the coronation chair as the Archbishop of Canterbury presents him to the congregants. The congregation will shout, God save the king. That's pretty good. Good. The coronation chair is an oak chair that is, quote, extremely fragile. Yeah. As it is 700 years old. Yeah. It's rickety AF. Oh, I'm so excited to see it. What if he breaks it? I'm so excited. No, to they're going to like reinforce it. But also what's so interesting about the coronation chair is it's also not cute. You know, of all of no, like. It's ugly. It's, well, it's just, it's plain. Yeah. Like every, it's so, cause it, you know, you see all of the, like the jewels and the diamonds and like the, the crazy fur coat thingy. And then it's just this like wooden chair. I mean, it, it is mm-hmm. like decadent in a way of how it's carved. It is ornate. Yeah. Yeah. For a wooden chair. It's also it's not nice. the most ornate wooden carved chair I think we could have come up with. You know what I mean? So that's, that's always been surprising to me. I'm like, this is the chair. Okay. Okay. Your coronation, okay. not mine. Sure. So after the recognition, we have the oath where King Charles will swear to uphold the Church of England and the law. All right. Love that. Then next after that, we will have the anointing, which we've talked about. So King Charles will remove his ceremonial robe and sit in the coronation chair. And then the Archbishop of Canterbury will anoint him with holy oil the Patriarch of Jerusalem and the Anglican Archbishop in Jerusalem consecrated the oil at the Church of the Holy Sepulchre earlier this year. So it's been, it is as holy. Oh my holy. gosh. It, you can't get more holier than that crap. You that really can't get more holy, holy than this. Holy, holy, holy Lord. At Queen Elizabeth's coronation in 1953, fun fact, the anointing was not film so she filmed everything i think except the anointing because this is the moment that's supposed to be truly between the monarch and god oh and no wonder if we're gonna get to see it i bet we are because charles is a little media whore oh thank god we'll see we'll see that's my that's my guess if it goes radio blackout then you know then you well yeah they'll cut away or or they like i don't know we'll see So the next thing that's definitely going to happen is the investiture. So King Charles will be presented with two scepters and an orb. One scepter, the sovereign scepter with dove, represents his spiritual role. And the other, the sovereign scepter with cross, represents his temporal role and good governance. The orb represents religious and moral authority. A coronation ring will also be placed on Charles's right hand. I don't think moral when I think of Charles. I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you. 
I don't think that's a guy with moral authority. You know, because you know what? I just don't think about Charles much at all. So that's also true. It's <laughs> also true. You know, but sure, yeah, you like, be moral. You got it. You go, girl. You go, girl. You go, girl. You go, be moral. Like when I think you of go Charles, be I think Diana's ex-husband. Like that's just the totally. world in which I live. So the next thing that's definitely going to happen is the enthronement slash the crowning. So after being presented with these items, so the scepter and the orb and the other scepter, the archbishop places St. Edward's crown on King Charles's head. Great crown, very big crown, very Very jewel-based, very pretty. And then finally, the last thing that we know for sure is going to happen with Charles is the homage or the homage. I'm not sure how you say it, but you know, homage you say homage. It however you want. However homage, you want. Homage. Historically, royal blood princes, the archbishop and other senior peers kneel to pay homage and swear allegiance to the monarch. It is unclear what this is going to look like at Charles's coronation. So is he going to have everybody eat meal and pay homage or not? I think he will. Because again, he's a media whore. I really hope he doesn't, but I can see it happening. It just feels it happening. so odd. To, I, it like, can go either way for me. I won't be surprised either way. I Yeah, me too. Me too. So that's all Charles. Charles goes first, which to me, it's crazy that he goes first because I would think that you would do... Camilla first because you want to end with a bang on a high you note. know on a high my thought about that is that she can't is she, like can she really be queen consort if he hasn't first become mm. king that's such a great point you are absolutely thank correct. you so much thank you're you you're so absolutely much. correct you're absolutely correct so after charles is done and we've anointed and we've homaged him and all of that stuff next Camilla will also be anointed and crowned as queen consort. Although I do think that they're just going with queen. I don't believe they will continue with consort. Okay. Yeah. Queen Cammy. Queen Cammy. She's coming in hot. During the service, there will be 12 new compositions performed, including music by Judith Weir, Andrew Lloyd Webber, and Patrick Doyle. Performers at the service include the Coronation Orchestra, the Royal Harpist, the Westminster Abbey Choir, the Ascension Choir, and more. Very specific choirs. Yeah. Well, they love a choir. They love their choirs. Wow. Yeah. Very serious about their choirs. Is the Ascension Choir, do they like, are they always like rehearsing just in case something happens and they have to like... No, because it, only, are they like in name only? Like, is that just a? Fun I think in name, name only. I think because the Westminster Abbey Choir is probably the the same group of guys who always are who singing like carols at the choir. Yeah, right, right, right. And then I would, if I had to guess, probably they either pull people from like all of the big choirs to form oh. the Ascension Choir, so like the best of the best, to do very specific sure. Ascension related. Arias. Uh, yes, you're so smart. Again, throwing it darts at the wall. Darts at like, the wall. Like this is a that's a commitment to like be a mm-hmm. part of a choir that like for sure there are people who will never actually sing. I imagine they started forming it after she died and they're like, okay, now we need right. an ascension choir. Let's go, let's go scout. Right. right. That your way makes a lot more sense than my way, which is it's just always existing in perpetuity with nothing. <laughs> they just to never do. have a gig. <laughs> So sad. It's literally what I imagined. I was like, that's so weird. The UK government will pay for the coronation as it is a state occasion. Per the BBC, while it is likely to come under pressure to show sensitivity during the current cost of living crisis, the government is expected to use the ceremony as an important diplomatic opportunity to present the UK to the world. So yeah, things are not great in the UK right now. Like a lot no. of a lot of issues, especially with cost of living, inflation, all of that. So it is a weird time to have such an over-the-top extravagant, like $500 million price tag coronation. 
my God. Mm-hmm. We'll see how they, we'll see how the public takes it. So we've talked about the things that will happen at the coronation, the tradition, the pomp and circumstance. We'll all be sipping our teas. Mm-hmm. But there are some things that Charles is expected not to do that prior monarchs have done at their coronations. So he will not be wearing silk stockings and breeches and will instead wear a military uniform. I like this sure. choice. I like this yeah. choice a lot. It's yeah. a no-brainer. We can leave that trend in mm-hmm. the dust. The last thing that we need is pictures of Prince Charles available to the internet of him in silk and stockings and breeches. Correct. Correct. It's Military, not a always good classy. Always classy. Always classy. The second thing is Dukes will no longer have to kneel and swear allegiance. However, the Sun reports that Prince William may do so as a symbolic gesture. Mm, sure. 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 Well, no more I mean, kneeling, yeah. just a handshake. Just like I I recognize you as the monarch, even though I one day mm-hmm. will also be monarch. Sure. Game recognizes game. I respect you and your position. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to overthrow you. No. Number three, peers may be allowed to wear lounge suits huh? instead of ceremonial robes per the Daily Mail. And I was like, what is a lounge suit? I bet lounge suits is like suit. Right. Like, yeah. a, like a proper suit. Not, a proper suit. Not like a juicy couture sweatpant right. ensemble from 2004. Yeah, I feel like, and I only know this from watching The Last Victoria, or what was it called? Not The Last Victoria. What was that movie with Emily Blunt as Queen Victoria? It'll come to me. Maybe it was just oh. called Victoria. But regardless. So when the scene where she gets coordinated, coordinated, when she gets ground you for did coordination, it. I did it, I did it, I did it. Coordinated. Um, all of like, all of the the uh, aristocracy, all of the people who have titles, they are also wearing like robes that match the, what the king is wearing, king or queen is wearing. Like they have all of this like ceremonial oh, yeah. garb that they're is gonna only do for here, a coronation. Like, yeah, they're supposed to do like, the color is like royal purple. Like you're supposed to wear royal purple if you're like Right, and like everybody's the, supposed to do it. But I feel like um, they're being like, ensemble. wear a suit. Wear a suit. Yeah, yeah. Wear a suit. Wear a suit. Just a little, like, wear how about suits. a purple flower? But wear, wear a suit. Sure. Sure. Charles will not be presented with a bunch of gold bars. Okay. <laughs> Great. I feel like we've Great. made a stride. Great. Sounds good. Seems, it seems excessive. Seems excessive. Seems <laughs> like at least if you're going to do this, let's not do the gold bars. Let's not, you know, poke the bear anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Lastly, traditional velvet chairs will not be used for guests. They'll have to sit in a regular folding chairs. chairs. (laughs) (laughs) Like we cannot afford to bring in new chairs. Just do the ones that Sunday Mass uses. It's fine. Yes. It's fine. Is the party rental LTD truck here? Great. Great. Line them up. This way. This This way. way. Those are all the things that Charles is ex- is expected not to do or his coronation yeah. is expected not to have. I am on board, especially with the silk stockings and breeches. For sure. I think I think we're going to get very traditional with like one or two curveballs that sure. we we won't yeah. pick up on, but some commentator at, with the BBC will be like Oh my god! Oh my god! We didn't even think about this. He's he's pulling out the ceremonial shoes. Never seen before, <laughs> like something like that. And we're like, cool. Go off, King. Go, Go off. The Queen Victoria's from her coronation back in fifteen oh two or whatever that is. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my god. So yeah, That'd be really fun. we will see how it goes. I'll watch it. I'm down. I'm game. I am excited to watch this now. What what yeah. day is is what it's on is a Saturday? This day? It's Saturday, on a Saturday, May 6th. Of course. Saturday, yeah. May 6th at 6 I I literally read the time and 6 a.m. Eastern. The time. 6, 6 a.m. Eastern, Eastern, I think. I wonder if that's when that's when he is stepping his foot into Westminster Abbey. We are beginning. Or if that's when they're beginning their descent from Buckingham Palace to Westminster Abbey. Because I probably think 
You want to start watching at like around 5 a.m. just to be sure you don't sure. miss any of the pregame. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm ready. Like, there's this whole thing about, ha- like, there, part of the, um, I didn't use it at all in the notes that we just did, but the Royal Family Reps- website has a whole list of things about, like, how you can participate. And mm. one of them is to have a big lunch. A big lunch? A big lunch. And to sure. hold it with other people, have people sure. over, serve things, have a big lunch. Yeah. Well, it's like a bank holiday. Nobody's working. Everything's closed. They're like, the only thing you have to do today is watch this here coronation. Mm -hmm. The only job you have, party hardy. Party hardy. So looking forward to it. We'll see what happens. But that is our episode on the royal coronation. Again, we don't do these often where we do something that's not really based in our own U.S. history, but thought this would be a fun little curveball since it doesn't happen that often. That so often. fun. So as always, we love you so, so much. And if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. As always, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us. We love you so, so much, and we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.